Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today. <clears throat> this is the Such Sweet Thunder Meditation Program. And today I'm offering a talk, uh, introducing uh, a stage of this meditation, it's the next stage of this meditation practice, uh, where we um, open our awareness and attention to the internal field, feelings and emotions. Now, if you've been with me uh, prior to this, uh, we've done practices where we feel the breath and the body, and we open our, opened our awareness to the sounds and the silence of the present moment, and we opened our eyes and we took in the visual field. And so the next stage, we open and and our awareness again to take in the feelings and emotions. Now, if you've missed the previous episodes, nothing to worry about. Uh, you can still get great benefit uh, from joining uh, me here today. Uh, if not to entertainment value, hopefully a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of knowledge about emotional material and about how we can experience emotions uh, with a sense of mindfulness. So according to the Buddhist tradition, which is where these teachings come from, and I want to put in parentheses here that I teach all of this uh, meditation practices from a secular point of view. So I'm not here uh, talking about any religion, but I mention uh, Buddhism and the Buddha uh, simply as uh, a meditation teacher and as meditation devices like that. And I think there's wisdom uh, great, great, beautiful wisdom found in all of the world's religions and traditions. Uh, and so I don't, uh, you know, recommend one over the other. But because of my training has been in Buddhism, uh, that's my comfort zone. So I'll speak from that uh, point of view. So according to the Buddhist traditions, we have three bodies. We have a physical body. We have an emotional body and we have an awareness body. Now the physical body is what we've been working with thus far. Uh, the sensations of the breath, body, those are all physical body experiences, but also sounds, although they're external, we hear them uh, through the ears, so considered part of the gross experience, the physical body, and the sights, the sense of vision. All physical body experiences. Now, I often get the question, why don't we use smell or um, other uh, physical senses? Uh, why only sight and sound? Well, you can use smell uh, for your meditation, particularly if you like to meditate with a type of aromatherapy or incense. Uh, that, that's fine to do that. Nothing wrong with that. But generally, our sense of smell is pretty ephemeral. Sight and sound, those senses are what the human being typically uses to map our way through the world. So that creates our, well, it gives us our relationship to what we're experiencing. So bringing mindfulness to those senses first uh, allows us to recognize how that relationship is created. physical body, mindfulness. And then on, in this stage of the practice, we open our awareness to the emotion body. 
Now we've been touching in with the emotion body uh, throughout all of these meditation practices. And if you meditate at home, you already have an existing practice, you're probably activating the emotion body regardless of whether you're focused on it or not. So you could just be doing mindfulness of the breath, but certain type of uh, emotional experiences can arise in that type of practice. So the emotion body does get activated. In fact, if you're feeling uh, sometimes a tingling in your hands, that's quite common, or a warmth in the body uh, while you meditate, uh, that's indicative of the subtle energies of the body getting activated. The emotion body works also on the subtle energy body. It's the same body that we all have that gets activated in certain forms of yoga, acupuncture, tai chi, qigong, all works on the subtle energy body. So in this stage and the next stage of the practice, we'll be looking pretty deeply into the emotion body or the subtle energy body. We also have what's known as an awareness body. Now this is the um, type of experience that transcends verbal thought. You can't really say anything much about it because it's beyond concepts. It is what experiences what's arising, but it, it itself can't be experienced like that. That's the awareness body. Now that too also uh, gets activated and strengthened through simple mindfulness meditation practices. Um, because each time you get distracted in those practices and then you return back to the present moment, in that returning, you're actually strengthening the awareness body and cultivating a heightened sense of awareness and attention in that activity. So all three bodies are getting stronger uh, through most meditation practices. But again, in this practice, the Such Sweet Thunder method, we spend uh, some weeks or some months really targeting each of the bodies so that we get a, a really well-rounded uh, meditation experience like that. I have a list here, I'm checking my list. What else did I wanna talk about? Okay. <laughs> also, when there's discomfort in the body, um, we ask that question, uh, can I rest with this? Anytime you're meditating and the, there's an itch in the leg or ache in the shoulder, some sort of discomfort physically, you ask, can I rest with this before you move to scratch the itch or adjust the body, whatever it is. Uh, now, I, I talked in detail about why we do this at the previous episode, uh, but I'll just uh, summarize that. Uh, we do this so that we bring that heightened awareness and attention to the activity of pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort. Because typically when we do that, it's habitual, it's instinctive. So here we're, we're making the unconscious conscious. And as Carl Jung so astutely pointed out, anything that is left in the unconscious uh, will unconsciously control and dictate our behavior. So here we're using mindfulness to bring that out of the unconscious, that pushing away discomfort, moving towards comfort, and we're making it a mindful exercise. How can I rest with this? 
So the deeper we can rest in the breath, the body, the sounds, the visual field, without thinking about it, without labeling any experience, uh, the more awareness and attention we then have, which is used to focus in and become aware of our emotions and our feelings. Now when we do that, those emotions and feelings might seem very uncomfortable. Much in the same way that when you started a meditation practice, the body felt rather uncomfortable. But then after some days, weeks, months, or years, uh, it gets much easier and easier to just simply rest in whatever's arising in the body. So now we turn and focus our awareness on the emotion body. We start to notice the discomforts there as well. Emotions we might not have allowed ourselves to experience before. Now, when I often talk about that, people get a little bit, you know, creeped out. You know, they think maybe some really heavy emotional material might come up, and they even perhaps start looking for that experience during meditation. First of all, we don't have to look for any feeling or emotion. When we go into the meditation practice, uh, we'll bring our awareness to the internal field, any feelings or emotions that are present, and then we simply notice what we're feeling. Now, if we've done, you know, awareness of the breath, awareness of the body, the sounds and the visual field, and then we bring our awareness to the internal field, we, we might feel really nice, really comfortable. That can happen sometimes. So we just notice that, oh, this feels really relaxed. It's a nice, warm feeling. Simply noticing what's arising internally, that's enough. We don't have to, at this point anyway, go digging into our past, into some uh, really challenging emotional material. Uh, that is a separate practice, and I will talk more about that in a later episode. But for this Such Sweet Thunder practice, breath, body, sound, visual field, and then we open our awareness to what's happening in the present moment internally. Now, there might be a strong emotion that arises. That does happen from time to time during a meditation practice. Perhaps uh, last week, for example, somebody uh, made you very angry. And so uh, now you think you put that to rest, uh, but as anger can sometimes do, it, it rears its ugly head. Particularly uh, during meditation practice, that, that is not uncommon. So the idea then is to rest, acknowledge what's arising. There's this anger. Okay. Now, as soon as anger arises in the present moment, there will most likely be thoughts about the anger, right? You all probably know this already. So the anger arises, you feel maybe a tension in the abdomen or in the shoulders. Maybe the jaw starts clenching or the fists get tighter depending on the, the vividness of this memory, you might even start to perspire or sweat. That's all the visceral experience of anger. Now, immediately when that starts, the mind starts to go. I can't believe that person said that. I should have said this when that person said that. I'm gonna call that person up and say, filth, foul, foul, filth. How can you filth, foul, foul, filth? I'm gonna punch you in the jaw. <laughs> That's all of the verbal chatter that goes along with the anger. 
Now this is one of the reasons why uh, I continue to encourage people to label the thoughts thinking during meditation because this becomes a very powerful ally. So when you notice the thoughts about that situation there spinning around, say thinking, you're again shining the light of awareness on the unaware distracted state. They can't coexist. So you'll notice the, the thoughts about the anger dissolve. Come back to the present moment. Now in that moment, you can actually feel the physical, visceral experience of anger. Rest there. That's the idea, is to rest in that. Now there might be, again, you might just rest for a second or two, and then the thoughts come up again. Yeah, but I'm, you know, anybody would feel this angry. I should really tell that guy exactly what I think. Oh, I'm thinking. Come back to the present moment. Feel the tension in the abdomen, the clenching of the jaw. Feel what the anger feels like in the body. You can actually ask insight questions or pointer questions at this, uh, this juncture of the practice. So what does this anger feel like in my body? Is there a tension? Where is this tension? Where am I holding this anger? Is there a particular color? that arises when I feel this? Is there a particular flavor to this anger? So here we're bringing that sense of mindfulness. We're actually looking at the physical, visceral experience of anger itself. And in that looking, we make it into an object. So we separate from it. We no longer are angry. There's anger in us, but we're no longer completely identified with that experience of anger. So you'll notice that it's the thoughts, it's the verbal mind that keeps the anger permanent and fixed. It gives us a permanent fixed thing. And then we can then wrestle with it or struggle with it or fight against it. I don't want to feel this way. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm a spiritual person. I meditate countless hours a day, I shouldn't feel angry, what will they think of me? We're then wrestling against this anger. And that wrestling, ironically, we're trying to get rid of it, we're trying to push it away. But it is that process, that wrestling with that emotion, that actually keeps it with us, it keeps it in play. It gives us an other to struggle against. And when we struggle against an other, any other, whether it's an emotion or a person, or a bird, or a dog, or hunger pains, whatever it is that we're struggling against, we're reinforcing our sense of I, because it gives us an other to push against. So here we learn to experience mindfully the visceral product of an emotion. So we drop that thinking process. We say thinking, those thoughts go, we come back and feel the visceral experience of the emotion that's arising. So if you're just joining me for this today, I'll, I'll kind of review a little bit of, of uh, the meditation thus far. So as I mentioned, we brought awareness to the breath, feeling the breath very deeply, noticing all of the 
subtle sensations of the breathing process. The air entering and leaving the nose, the rib cage expanding and contracting with the breath. You might notice clothing moving across the body as you inhale and exhale. Then we do what's called body scanning and we go from the top of the head and we scan all the way to the bottom of the feet. And in that process, we invite the muscles in the body to rest and relax. That resting quality is very important in meditation. In fact, this type of meditation practice, such sweet thunder type mindfulness practice, can be described as a process of resting in the body and looking at the mind. Resting in the body, looking at the mind. So that's why when we go through the body scanning, we really invite the body to rest as deeply as possible. Also labeling the feelings of the body, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. This gives us a way to build a relationship to the body, uh, acknowledging pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, but not uh, getting stuck there. We, we start to relate to the body in a much deeper way beyond our preferences and prejudices. It'll be very beautiful in and of itself. It also comes back uh, to benefit us when we do work with emotional material uh, because our emotions arise to us through our body most often. We feel it in the body and then the mind fuels the emotion. So when we can catch that in the body, we feel, oh, that's an unpleasant feeling tone. That must be anger. Then we can even circumvent it before it gets to the thinking process. We won't worry about that now. I'm going to talk more about those types of meditation practices in a, in a later episode. So breath, body, and opening our experience to the sounds and the silence of the present moment. And you'll notice awareness getting larger and larger and larger as we go through the practice. So breath, then breath and body. Then breath, body, sounds, awareness getting larger, and then we include the visual field. Now our awareness is actually quite large, quite stable. That's all of the gross physical experience, more or less. We haven't included scent, as I mentioned, but breath, body, sounds, visual field, meditating with the eyes open, awareness is quite large. Now that's important because when we're working with emotions, like anger, for example, anger will come up into that field of awareness. So we have the breath, the body, the sounds, the visual field, the awareness is way out here, holding it all together in the present moment. Then anger arises, and you'll notice your awareness goes thump, right down onto that anger. It's this collapsed down, very closed feeling at that point. And you, you notice this in your own experience. If, you know, maybe try it for yourself. Next time you feel angry, Notice how close, how tense your mind, your heart, and your body feels. It'll be very closed. So if you notice that in meditation, you're collapsed down on a particular emotion. It can be any emotion. It doesn't have to be anger. Uh, remind yourself to expand back out. Okay, so breath, body, sounds, visual field, your way out here. Then let's use the example of maybe desire, right? Sometimes we start to think about something we desire in the future, right? So our mind goes, oh, won't that be wonderful when I can have that chocolate bar? Wow, that'll be great, yeah. This diet is really a drag. I can't wait to eat that chocolate bar. That'll be lovely. Your awareness is there, right down on that chocolate bar. 
You're not in the present moment anymore. You're not feeling the breath. You're not feeling the body. So the idea is not to push that desire away. We don't want to repress that. We don't want to label it as negative. It's the human experience. We all experience desire. So you recognize, okay, I'm collapsed down. I'm not in the present moment anymore. Say thinking, let those thoughts go. And just feel the visceral experience of the desire. Might be a pang of hunger in the stomach, your mouth might start watering, so forth. Then expanding out, including the rest of the bodily experiences, the breath and the body, awareness getting larger, you see. Then you can include the sounds and the silence of the present moment, now awareness again getting much larger. And then if your eyes are closed at that point, open your eyes, experiencing the visual field, not focusing on any object, not focusing on a candle, for example, or a big, you know, piece of artwork on the wall, but just experiencing the visual field as it hangs in front of your eyes. Uh, the display of shadow, color, light, and space. So that's the idea. That's the present moment. Then emotions can be there. So again, using the example of, well, let's use the example of sadness now. We all get sad from time to time, right? That all is also a part of the human experience. So sadness arises, but if we have this open, spacious awareness, we can say, okay, there's sadness in me. I'm not sad. You see, I've, I've changed the structure of that sentence now. I'm not saying I am sad, because that's complete identification with that emotion. Again, awareness getting very small. You can say, oh, there's sadness in me. And that leaves room for everything else of the present moment, right? That leaves room for the sensations of clothing on the skin, the breeze touching your flesh, the breath entering and leaving your body, the weight of your body on the chair, feet against the floor. It leaves room for all of that. You also have room in your awareness for the sounds, the sound of the birds, the crickets, the music coming from next door, the neighbors arguing, the sound of the cars passing by. Whatever is happening in the aural field, you have all of that. And you also have the visual field, colors, light, shadow, space, in front of you, all around you. And so then when the sadness arises, it's not really that much of a problem. It's just another aspect of the present moment that will arise and pass, like all experience. All experience is subject to birth, life, and death, including our emotional material. Now, what is it that keeps our emotional material feeling infinite, feeling like it'll always be this way, feeling like I'll always feel this? Our thoughts. Our thoughts keep the emotions fixed and locked and static. So again, each time we have a thought about the emotion or a thought uh, in regards to the situation which, which we uh, blame eliciting that emotion. Emotions never come from external. It's always an internal experience. We say, that person made me angry, or when that person called me, that made me sad. But it's actually, it's ourself. We're just projecting our emotions uh, outward and then saying, you know, claiming it came from that experience. So 
here we can reclaim that projection because we don't fear our, emo our emotions anymore. We can say, oh, that's, that's coming from me. I feel that. Like that. Okay. A couple of things I want to mention about meditating with emotions because sometimes this can get challenging, especially if fear or anger, anxiety, depression, sadness, those types of experiences are arising. Uh, I talk some, in some of my teachings about the two hot circles. And unfortunately, I don't have a diagram with me here today. I'm on vacation, actually, coming to you live from my hotel in Chiang Mai. Uh, but I'll try to explain the two hot circles. So I, it's three uh, circles consecutive, a small circle, a medium circle, and a large circle. Now, the, the middle circle, that's the comfort zone. And generally, when we come to meditation, we're more or less in the comfort zone. Hopefully, uh, most of our day uh, is spent more or less in the comfort zone. Now, when we're learning something, if we are really engaging in that material, we're going to be in the challenge zone. The challenge zone is the second circle, like that. So, we start in the comfort zone, then we want to get into the challenge zone and engage the material and, and learn as much as we can during the meditation practice. So ideal area of meditation is to be in the comfort zone and the challenge zone. You'll feel a little bit of, you know, a little bit of growth happening. There'll be a little, a little it might be a little challenging to rest in what's arising, but then you can rest. That's how you know that there's some learning happening there. So you dance between the comfort zone and the challenge zone. Now sometimes we can push a little bit too much and go into the too hot zone. Hence the too hot circle's name. So the third circle, that's the too hot zone. And you'll know the too hot zone because you'll be, your body will be clenched up. You'll, you might start really crying very deeply. A little bit of tears during meditation can be good, but this, you know, uh, it's just too much, and you're pushing against the practice, and you might even say, oh, this is too much, this is too intense, I can't do this anymore. If you reach that stage, or if you reach the too hot circle, you can take a deep breath, let everything rest, come back to the breath, come back to the body, get back into the comfort zone, then, you know, try again to, to try to balance between the comfort zone and the challenge zone. That's where the learning takes place. Now, if you find that you've gotten into the too hot zone a second time, that's it. You're done for the day. It doesn't matter if you were there for three minutes meditating, two minutes, one minute. If you've gotten into the too hot zone more than once, you've done enough. Get up have a cup of tea, go for a walk, take some deep breaths, relax and rest. Come back maybe in a day uh, when things have settled and you feel more stable and more ready to engage where you can stay in the comfort and challenge zone. Now in this practice, that doesn't happen very often, sometimes, and so I just want to give that as kind of a, a warning label on the practice. It does happen from time to time uh, where one can uh, enter into an emotional state that's just a little bit uh, too hot. So the idea then is to balance out the experience. Breath, body, sounds, 
vision or sight. That should be about 50% of the experience. And the other 50% should be the internal field at this point in the practice. So present moment awareness, 50%, and feelings and emotions, 50%. So why do we do this? Why? Well, it is an aspect of the present moment. In every second, with every moment, the human nervous system contacts an environment. And as a gift of having a human body with a human nervous system, that contact gives rise to either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral feeling tones. It's just automatic. Having a human body, a human nervous system, that engagement brings that response. Pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Now, unconsciously, generally, uh, one interprets pleasant, unpleasant, and, or neutral uh, with attraction, aversion, or indifference. This gives us our experiences throughout the day of, I like that, I don't like that, or I don't care about that. Now, that generally is remaining unconscious. We're generally not aware of that before taking up a meditation. Now, uh, uh, attraction, aversion, and indifference gives rise to our emotional reactivity. Attraction gives rise to lust, desire, craving. Uh, aversion gives rise to anger, fear, dread, hatred. Indifference gives rise to boredom or racism or prejudice. So these you can clearly see now how this chain reaction, when it's left in the unconscious, uh, brings about much suffering. Much, much of society's illnesses uh, come from this unconscious reactivity. So we practice in meditation shining the light of awareness inward to experience the emotions, the feelings, and how they are responding to the pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral feeling tones that are arising in each present moment of our experience. It's a very, very beautiful, very deep, very profound practice. So I hope you will join me uh, this time on, it'll be Thursday evening in America, Friday morning. Thailand, where I am located currently. Uh, I hope you will join me. I'll be guiding a meditation uh, into present moment awareness, and we'll do those stages exactly as, I, as I've uh, outlined here today. Breath, body, sounds and silence, the visual field, shadow, color, light, and space. Then we'll turn that light of awareness into the internal field, noticing any feelings or emotions, and we'll rest in all of that. Now again, you don't have to have done the previous episodes to get benefit out of joining me for the next uh, episode on Thursday evening, Friday morning. Do come along, even if you haven't seen any of the previous episodes. Uh, and by the way, all of those previous episodes are available on my YouTube channel and on Instagram and or if you scroll through Facebook, on my wall. Uh, they're all up there on the wall as well. If you have any questions, please do private message me through Messenger or you can put them 
at the bottom of the screen below the video. I'll be doing a Q&A session. I do one every three or four episodes. I do a Q&A session. Also, if you uh, are curious about the book, Such Sweet Thunder, I am sending out PDF files of the book. So if you'd like to follow along in the book uh, with these episodes, uh, that's how I'm making that accessible to everyone. Happy to do that. If you are in a country that is afflicted with this COVID-19, please, please, please take all of the precautions necessary. Stay home when you can. Wear your masks. I know this mask thing has become a hotly debated political item. I'm not making a political statement. I live in Thailand where everyone wears a mask. They've been wearing masks since the 90s, every flu season. Guess what? We're almost three months clear of COVID-19. So the scientific studies say the masks work. Please, 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 at least make an effort. If it doesn't work, well, nothing lost, right? But at least you went through the motions of putting the mask on and keeping your fellow human beings safe. It's really such a, a minimal amount of effort. <laughs> and I'm really um, saddened that this has become politicized somehow. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Okay, that's my soapbox. <laughs> I will see you all in a few days. Uh, stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy. Much love, much light.